On this episode of the Girl Talk Podcast... I have always said, I want to be more spiritually mature. I want to grow. I want to do all the things. And then I realize, oh my goodness, you know what? This is not going to happen on its own. I've got to be intentional about putting some things in my life that are contributing to my spiritual growth. You're listening to the Girl Talk Podcast. My name is Carol. My name is Kelly. My name's Trisha. And we're glad you're here today. We're going to be talking spiritual maturity. Wait, 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 wait. Before you turn this podcast off, stick around and give us a shot, okay? Give us a shot at the spiritual maturity thing. Because when we say, are you spiritually mature? I think everybody probably thinks that they're more spiritually mature probably than they actually are. I don't know. The first thing I pictured was a very old pastor standing in a pulpit with his, you know, long flowing robe that he's super spiritually mature and that I'm not. Like an Oxford professor, Marty Kendall, sitting in his study. I was thinking of uh, a teenager who, like, struggles to do the basics of life and thinks they're very mature. Ah. Yeah. Able to make all decisions. Oh. Mm. It's the, the peril of raising teenagers? No, yes. I was just saying, I was just thinking of that. There's no right. there's no association to anything in my life. <laughs> I, I Well, I think what you're hitting on is I don't think we have a clue where we are spiritually mature. Right. I mean, I, don't, right. I think it would be hard to assess that. Yes. Like, yeah. is there a test you take? Yeah. Or, right. you know, yeah. Is, am I a C student? Enneagram. Can yeah. you figure it out? You know, because yeah. we like to do all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. We like to... To see where we are spiritually. And I don't think spiritual maturity, you know, I talk about the, you know, old white pastor that with the the long white hair, (laughs) that I don't think that he is the knowledgeable one. It's not about spiritual maturity is not about knowledge. Mm. It's about behavior. I think it is in the action of our lives that is the that shows our spiritual maturity. So, for instance, the fruit. Are we producing fruit? If so, there's probably more spiritual maturity. Are we demonstrating the fruits of the Spirit? Are we demonstrating wisdom? Are we, um, is our behavior the overflow of our spiritual condition? Yeah. mm, You don't agree. I can see it in your face. Well, it's not that I disagree. I just, I think we have to be careful because I think we, the church, has had people who behave the right way who are not spiritually mature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that sure. shows itself when the heat is turned up in their lives and they've done all these wonderful things. But when the rubber meets the road, it's they're not they don't have roots and mm-hmm. they quickly mm-hmm. abandon mm-hmm. their faith. Mm-hmm leave the church and you never hear from them again. So I just don't want to make the the whole of the discussion about behavior because I mm-hmm. honestly I there've been times in my life where I've behaved the right way and my heart has been so far away from it that it's that's not even funny. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I just don't want to make right, that yeah, yeah, overarching yeah. Assumption that just because the behavior is right means the heart is right. Right. Because yep. I don't think that's true. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think the path of spiritual maturity is never ending. And I oh, think no. it doesn't do, for me, I'm mm-hmm. not, the only guidepost I have is asking myself, am I seeking God more today mm. than I did last year 
mm-hmm. or even last month. Mm-hmm. Like, where am I along my particular path um, with regard to my, my true heart seeking mm-hmm. to honor God, seeking to connect with God? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think um, when I think about what spiritual maturity looks like, you know, we've all kind of struck at that. But um, I, I, I went to Psalm 1. Um, and Psalm 1 says, uh, the verse 3 starts, He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so. It goes on there. But I, I have that image in my, my mind of a tree planted by streams of living water, you know, where the roots go down deep. and Getting nourished. nourished. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think um, I have had the privilege of walking with a couple of people that I know in the history of my life that have been through tremendously difficult times and who have held on to their faith, sometimes just by the skin of their teeth, but have held on to their faith and grown to know God better through those struggles and trials. And I see a maturity in them that, that I, um, Mm -hmm. that I want to, uh, not necessarily emulate, but I want to grow from knowing them and, and being able to, mm-hmm. to but it's not been, and this, this is a place for discussion. It's not been without great heartache that they've gotten there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. You right, know, you're yep. making me think of uh, a truth that connects to a spiritual maturity and it's the same understanding of building muscle in your body. You cannot build muscle in your body without resistance. Resistance is what breaks down the muscle for it to then grow stronger. And the same is true in our spiritual lives. When we run up against resistance and we realize our need for God to get through it and then to help us grow stronger, that's how it happens. I don't think growth happens without resistance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So true. Mm -hmm. So true. I, you know, also look to, um, Hebrews 5, where it says solid food is for the mature, you know, um, we think Mm -hmm. about raising kids and having Mm -hmm. babies and they can't eat solid food when they're first Mm -hmm. born and they have to grow into that. And we think Mm -hmm. about that. And then Ephesians 4 talks about um, we we may no longer be children tossed to and fro. You know, Mm -hmm. you you think about life um, and how it tosses us and we have to hold on to our faith. Um, I think it's a growth process you're right it never does end until we see jesus face to face um but i want us to kind of think about because i think we can talk spiritual maturity all day long and this is something that's kind of come to me kind of in the back door of my life recently y'all know me i'm a creative and so structure is not my thing but i actually in the last i don't know five years or so have been on this journey where I read this book and, and the guy basically said, creatives always say they don't need any structure, but actually the opposite is true. The more structure a creative has, the more free they feel to create. And I was like, hmm. And so I've been testing that strategy throughout my life. And where I want to go with that is this, uh, is that the structure um, doesn't happen automatically like when I show up for work every day I've got the same eight nine hours whatever work day looks like for you I got the same we all got the same Mm -hmm. amount of time it looks totally different right Mm -hmm. because each of us have different job responsibilities well if I come in with 
I'm just like, I'm just going to see what happens starting at 8 o'clock. We all know how those days go. You get pulled into meetings that you have no business being in. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have mm-hmm. to be intentional about how you spend your time. And so I've been on this journey to kind of make, build in things that, that will help me be more creative. The reason I'm sharing that with you is because spiritually I've realized I have always said, I want to be more spiritually mature. I want to grow. Mm-hmm. I want to do all the things. And then I realized, oh my goodness, you know what? This is not going to happen on its own. I've got to be intentional mm-hmm. about putting some things in my life, putting some things in place that are contributing to my spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. And it's not playing Candy Crush. Right. Yeah. Like when I, I mean, when that back in the heyday, when that was the big game, you know, everybody played Candy Crush. I would look at how much time I spent playing Candy Crush and I'm like, I can no longer say that I don't have time to read my Bible because I spent 48 minutes yesterday playing mm-hmm. Candy Crush. Well, and, you know, along those lines, isn't um, part of spiritual maturity growing to look like Jesus? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's part of what we're wanting to do. And what did Jesus do? I mean, first of all, he didn't play Candy Crush. Second of all, <laughs> he might have if he'd, I mean, it, uh, I don't know, good question. <laughs> Mana crush. <laughs> he was very intentional in what he did. Yeah. You know, he mm-hmm. intentionally would leave a place because he needed to move on to the next one. He was very intentional in going and stopping and praying. He was very intentional in going, even at a, as a 12-year-old boy, he was intentional in going to his father's house mm-hmm. to hear the scroll read. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very intentional with all he did. So mm-hmm. he's our model and we're to grow to look like him. So intentionality really is the key. Absolutely. And that phrase, we've heard it, we've said it before, you don't drift toward holiness. Yeah, yeah. You don't. If, if you're not paddling, you're going to be drifting toward the world and Candy Crush and all of those things. But Please um, don't write me and tell me Candy Crush. I know Candy Crush is not bad. I never bad. played it. I don't know. I don't do the video games, but I do watch videos. Okay. So, mm-hmm. sorry. Well, let's talk about social media because yeah. I think it's easy to get sucked into the Facebook algorithms yes. and the scrolling and sure. the endless... They know how to my, get you. <laughs> my daughter, y'all, she sends me like four million Instagram videos. Of that, and they're just stupid, funny yes, stuff. Yes, silly, right, silly yeah. things. But before you know mm-hmm. it, you've scrolled through yes. 20 minutes of that. And then you're yeah. like, oh, my word, what in the world? You know, mm-hmm. so I think what I want you to hear is not condemnation. If you play Candy Crush or Wordle or whatever your game is, that's fine. You can play games. But I will say if you want to spiritually mature, you're not going to just do that because it's your nature. It's not your nature. You know, we still have this sinful nature that wants to feed the flesh, which entertainment and those things aren't bad, but they are feeding the flesh. And they're not building into you spiritually. And, I mean, I'm just going to go right here and say this because, you know. Because you can. There ain't nobody who's going to stop me, at least Mm -hmm. right now. But, uh, But a lot of times when we sit in front of the television and just binge watch programs, A, they're not the kind of stuff that is building into us spiritually. And B, Never. that's not a good way to spend your time, especially if you are hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. We've all been through that. And the feeding of the flesh when I am hungry, angry, lonely, or tired never ends well, y'all. Yeah, I'm just going to say, and maybe you're different, maybe you can handle it, but I have noticed, like, that has got to be something that i got to put a stop to because that begins to form our worldview. Yeah. That is how issues are pressed onto us through programming that that we allow into our homes mm-hmm. and that's the message our children i mean it it all mm-hmm. kind of works together so what is it you spend it and i i am just as guilty about watching 
college football on Saturdays. Mm -hmm. I can sit down and watch college football all stinking day long. Same thing with basketball. I can watch it all day long. Is that a bad thing? No. But what am I doing to invest in myself spiritually? Mm -hmm. If I say I want to grow spiritually but have not built things into invest into my spiritual life, then I don't really want to grow spiritually. Mm -hmm. That's where the problem is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think one of the other tools is to put down the technology. Mm. Yeah, for me, I do not like reading my Bible on my phone. Mm. Okay. If I want to actually, or mm-hmm. devotionals, yeah. I want to hold a book. Yeah. I want to hold a devotional. I want to hold the Bible because it is, there's no other distractions. Right. If I open that phone and I go to read a devotional on my phone, I'm going to first go to Facebook or I'm yeah. going to first go and, mm-hmm. you know, check emails. Yeah. Do something that's not going to mm-hmm. actually ever get me there. And it's just going to be a distraction. Right. 15 minutes later, I go, Oh, I've got five minutes for the Lord. I guess I need to, you know, <laughs> open that box, Bible yeah. app. Um, whereas if I sit down with my actual Bible, that's it's a it's a game changer for me. Yeah, yeah. Good. And that's but that's different for everybody. You mm-hmm. might be able to you know mm-hmm. silence all your notifications and be able to do that just fine. And for convenience, sometimes I do read the Bible on sure. my phone just because I have it with me more more mm-hmm. so than not. But you've got to find what works for you and mm-hmm. what distracts you too. I think it's equally as important to know what distracts you mm-hmm. because. And y'all, I've said this before, but it's so totally true. If I put my phone on grayscale, mm-hmm. if I turn the, the color off and just do black and white, I do not pick up my phone as much. You see a sharp decline in my screen time. I know that sounds really stupid and simple, but here is what I'll tell you. It works for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and so if I spend you less time looking at my phone, that's a yeah. win. Yeah. I think one of the other things we can do for spiritual maturity is to make sure we are active in a body of mm. Christ. Oh, yeah, if yeah. we are active in the church, if we have a, another group of believers, Titus 2 says older women are to pour into younger women to teach them how to be um, better believers. As older women, we're supposed to pour into the younger women. Um, we are to have older women pour into us. Um, that's how we grow spiritually in mm-hmm. addition to letting the Lord do the work. Mm-hmm. And so if we are um, wanting to grow spiritually and be more spiritually mature, we need to have models and role models around us who are spiritually mature. Yep. Okay. I got to ask. Okay. I got to stop the presses and ask this because we've talked about this before, the need for the accountability, the need for being poured into or pouring into. I personally struggle to figure out how to do that and i wondered if you guys might talk about how you do that because i think there there are other people like me who don't know how to find an accountability partner or to find a woman to pour into me or someone for me to pour into if i have anything to pour yeah but how do you do it i mean i will say it started for me with um my church offered a women's bible study and i started there okay so i started going to women's bible study when you do that, um, just by being in a in a larger group, mm-hmm. you kind of connect with more people on some level than you do with others. Okay, that mm-hmm. led me to join a life group at our church. Okay, okay, life group is a smaller group of people um, that may or may not be. Um, I've been in inter- intergener intergenerational life groups. Is that what you call it? Multi generational. Multi generational. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Multi generational life groups. For people of all ages. I've been in married life groups uh, when I was married I've been in single life groups I've been in all all different kinds and there are naturally people that you're going to gravitate towards mm-hmm. because your personalities mm-hmm. you know they're, they're going to be some of those natural things to happen but that started me 
on a journey where I went from that Bible study. I started memorizing scripture. We, we memorized the first chapter of James in that Bible study. And then I went on to um, joining a life group, which is more doing life together, not just doing a Bible study. But after the six weeks or whatever's over, you continue with these same people mm-hmm. and develop deeper relationships. And from there, mm-hmm. <laughs> I developed one of my closest friends that I have to this day. And I also felt like God wanted me to lead a small group, life group. And so I started doing that. So it was progression. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It over, was one of those over, over quite a while. Over time. Yeah, I'm going to say over the last 15 years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I would say for me, it started, uh, I joined the choir at church. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I just stood after choir and started yapping with some of the older ladies in our church because yapping is what I do best. <laughs> and so we just sat there and I found one I really liked. She was the one with the big smile and I uh-huh. started talking with her and we just kept talk, walking to the car and we talked further and then we didn't want to talk. We want, didn't want to leave the yeah. conversation. Yeah. And um, then we just developed a friendship and you could do that. You don't have to join the choir. You could do, do that by yeah. joining the mission team or, you know, something that's a regular group of people mm-hmm. that you're going to see on a regular basis. And then just find a, an older, more spiritually wise woman that you can look at and go, you know, I, I want to get to know her better. And, mm-hmm. Then see what the Lord does with it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it has to be a formal mm. program. Yeah. It doesn't have to be necessarily a, hey, would you pour into me spiritually? It's just a finding somebody that you can look at and go, I think she's spiritually wise. She seems to have it all together. The fruit of her life is spiritual fruit. She's demonstrating the fruits of the Spirit. She seems to be wise. She seems to have um, spiritual, um, she just seems to be spiritually mature. Yeah. Yeah. So, I want to get to know her better. Mm-hmm. So in both of those cases, you guys are talking about taking a step. Mm-hmm. And I know that's the that's the thing that stopped me is not taking the step mm-hmm. to put myself into a ministry or a, a, a group, a Bible study or something. So, yeah. And, and I will say this, it doesn't always have to be in a, in a formal church setting. I know some of the best mm-hmm. conversations and people that I feel like I have poured into who I ended up in a more formal spiritual relationship with, whereas we went to a Bible study together or something like that, is a lot of times when I was at my kids' functions, it was the same parents showing up at the same place. Church dance, functions or regular no, functions? Okay. Or band or all those things. Okay. Um, I would f- see the same people showing up and we, you know, developed friendships based on that. Hey, your kid plays the tuba, and I'm, you know, uh-huh. th- those kinds of things. And you just start talking to people. It's amazing the things that will come up in conversation. Mm-hmm. We just take the time to listen to people and you don't necessarily have to share the Roman road or, you know, <laughs> the four spiritual laws, anything like that. But if people confide in you and tell you things, you have a, an opportunity to speak into them spiritually mm-hmm. and um, they they will come to you after that they've developed that relationship when they see that in you they will come to you and say hey i'm struggling with this can you pray for me people will ask for prayer that don't have any Mm. spiritual when that when they get in a crisis they'll ask for prayer when they don't have any spiritual even affiliation they're willing to ask for prayer and that's because most people are more open to talk about God when they're in some sort of crisis. Mm-hmm. And that's when God provides us the opportunity to step in and say, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know how this is going to work out, but I'll pray for you. And I want you to know this truth about God, but he loves you and, and wants what's best for you, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it necessarily has to be in a church. I think a church is an easier place for a believer to get plugged in. 
But sometimes that's scary, too, especially if you've had. um, I come from a background where I got hurt in church. And so for a time period, I kind of stayed back and did not engage. But I will say it was in those years of my life, I just felt like something was missing. It wasn't that Mm -hmm. I felt like I'd lost my salvation or I wasn't a Christian. It just there was something and I don't really know that I could give words to it then, but there was just something of my experience that felt still disconnected. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things that both of us have said, too, is that it, it comes down to getting into a small group of people that our churches have all gotten so big yeah. that it's easy to get lost. Mm-hmm. It's easy yeah. to come into a Sunday service once a week, you know, not see anybody that you recognize, say hello to two or three people you do recognize and then sneak out the door without ever actually engaging, really engaging with another uh, person who can pour into you spiritually. And um, I'm guilty of that. Yeah. And it's, um, I think we we can all get that way, especially the, the larger our churches get. And yeah. the more hurt we are. Like, I know for sure that I really struggled with connecting with people and um, being part of a community of a small group after uh, the death of my dad, because I kind of got my feelings hurt. And my tendency was to move further away instead of move further in. But I, I knew I needed to move further in, but I didn't want to. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I just uh, wanted to kind of go in, listen to church, and then run out the door. Mm-hmm. But I feel like kind of part of this conversation is reminding me that I, I think I need to move closer in instead of further out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I will say this, and I tell um, my girls in my small group, nothing grows in isolation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's the truth of it. And <laughs> Except for sin. Well, that's true. The, the the thing about it, too, is when we isolate, that's exactly where the enemy wants us. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly when the lies get louder. And when you don't want to go to church, that's exactly when you need to be in church. Mm-hmm. Because that voice in your head is not uh, the one who loves you and cares for you. That's the enemy going, mm-hmm. you don't need to go hang out with all those people. They're, God, they're bigger sinners than you are. And they probably are. But... You isolating yourself, think of it as a battle. Yeah. If an army is coming against you, the last place you want to be is by yourself. Mm -hmm. True, true. You want to be surrounded by other people who have the same uh, uniform on that you do, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you get isolated, you're probably not going to make it. Mm -hmm. That's been the case for me. The times in my life where I've isolated, Mm -hmm. the devil has come in with a vengeance and attacked me in those places, and I praise God, and I know it was probably the prayers of my grandmother that jerked me out of some places that I could have been very easily, and and, and was, Mm -hmm. in some areas of sin in my life that, my goodness gracious, I never thought I'd find myself there, but hmm, there I was. And it's because I had completely isolated. I, I tell my girls all the time, like, if you don't do your homework for Bible study, or if you didn't come to church that day, still come to life group. Because I want them to know this is a place where you don't have to get it all right. Mm-hmm. I think we make that like that that assumption that, yeah. oh, we got to have all of the blanks filled in mm-hmm. and the boxes checked and we got to have perfect attendance. Or that's even what, I got to be happy. Yeah, that's what life group's all about. Yeah. Some of our best life group times together now is when somebody's really struggling and they're uh-huh. honest enough to raise their hand uh-huh. and say, hey, can y'all pray for me? Mm-hmm. Those are some of the best life groups. 
when we don't even get to the lesson. Mm. You know, so I, yeah, I would encourage you to, yeah. to engage in that because I know that is hard and it's a painful place. And sometimes mm-hmm. you feel like you, you're just not ready for that. But I, I, at least in my life, that has spelled danger for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that's part of spiritual maturity. Yeah. Going to the right place. For the right things. For the right yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. And, and and the last question, and this was kind of a more question for us to kind of ponder in the days ahead. And as you finish up listening to this episode, when will you decide that you have time to work on your life with God? Mm. Let's not wait until we're starving. No. Mm. The time to eat is not when you're starving. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little time meals. All the time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The time is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Actually, y'all- you know, I heard, um, I, I was on Facebook earlier today, and a, a friend of mine from college died. Mm. Oh, no. I don't know how. I don't know what happened. We weren't super close, but we were friends in school. We were in the theater program together, mm-hmm. and her daughter posted, Cat died. Her name Catherine. She died. And so it's a reminder that we don't know what tomorrow brings. Mm-hmm. Not not one of us knows what yeah. tomorrow will bring. Mm-hmm. And so now is the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if you've watched the news recently or not, but things are getting worse, mm-hmm. not better. And it's more important now than ever before for us to know what we believe, know how to battle effectively. Mm-hmm. And know how to take more people with us. Mm-hmm. I have a, my favorite T-shirt right now is "Make Heaven Crowded." Mm-hmm. Love I it. love that shirt, and I want to make sure that you and your family members and your uh, extended family I see there in heaven. And that's a sign of spiritual maturity when you want people yeah. to come with you. Yep. yep. Yeah, and we want that desperately for you. Hey, if you don't know Jesus and you want to get to know mm-hmm. Him right now, you can text the word Jesus. To this phone number, what's going to happen is I'm going to send you Billy Graham's Steps to Peace with God. Nobody's going to reach out to you, show up on your porch, none of that. You'll just get a simple way that you can start taking steps towards God right now. So just text the word Jesus, that's it, nothing else, to 800-293-1069. Just the word Jesus to 800-293-1069. I'll be glad to send that to you. And uh, then email us and let us know if you you took that first step in your relationship with God today. That would thrill us to death. Mm-hmm. We're going to be praying for you. We'd love to hear from you. Girl Talk at thelightfm.org is our email address if you want to get in touch. Get in touch on the Facebook pages. We'd love to hear from you. And thanks again for being here today. We always love it when you show up. And we're going to be saving you a seat next time we gather around these microphones for the next Girl Talk podcast.